What's going on? What's going on? It's your boy JR, and you are now tuned in to the Best Kept Secret Podcast. I'm your host. Today we got uh we're gonna be talking some Drake, some Kanye, how the relationship became what it became, the feud, the uh basically this uh rivalry where idol where idols become rivals. And we're just gonna talk, man. You know, we're gonna break it down and let's try to get make sense to make a sense of it for other people and also just give you my perception and you know both of these are my favorite artists you know I follow their bodies of work um I respect them on the uh, what they bring to the culture what they bring to the table as far as the pantheon of hip-hop so we're going to discuss those things but before we get into all that let's go ahead and uh address some things um I greatly appreciate everybody that's showing love, showing the mass support. I'm getting messages, people saying they support what I'm doing, they love what I'm doing, and I greatly appreciate it. It means the world. If you could like, share, comment, subscribe to all of the platforms, um, Best Kept Secret, S-E-E-K-R-E-T, on Facebook, follow the page, also the YouTube channel. Let's get the subscriber count up. Like the video, comment on the video, share the video. I have a, um, as well a Patreon, support the Patreon. I got three tiers. I got a $5 tier, I got a $10 tier, and I have a $15 tier. doesn't hurt to subscribe. You spend five, 10, 15 bucks on, you know, little trivial stuff here and there. So anything at the base level, at least $5 of continuous support every month to help grow this platform, to get it to where it needs to go. And it'll be something that you'll be responsible for. You know, you can say you had a hand in helping the platform grow, and and I greatly appreciate it because the goal is to expand and get bigger. So that's what my goal is. So let's try to reach that goal as a family, as a unit. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the podcast. I appreciate y'all. Y'all know what time it is. Best cat secret. What you think? Stupid. I'm not gonna let you get the chance. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the intro track. This is off of the new Drake COB certified lover boy, Love All, featuring Jay Z. AKA Hove. Previously on Ready to Die. Best kept secret. All I need. People never care till it's all. They just turn it back on me for no good reason. Loyalty is priceless and it's all I need. Can't burn a bridge just to light my way. Lot of 42 on the flights I'm taking. Point out my soul and it might sound crazy. Lot of falling else help me build foundation. Never had a lot, this is all I need. People never care till it's RIP. Niggas turn their back on me for no good reason. Never had a lot, this is all I need. Lost individuals is all I see. Grab the top spot like part of my reach. Woke up one day and it was all on me. If it comes down, it's gonna fall on me. Lot of 42 on the flights I'm taking Long way down from the heights I'm chasing Just touched down, I was lights out in Vegas Girls checking in cause my lifestyle dangerous 
Hard to tell people that I'm all out of favors. Call me for songs or they call me for paper. Turning off my phone for the night now, baby. Pouring out my soul and it might sound crazy. Some of my niggas don't love me. We should sit down before shit turns ugly. We should sit down since you said things about me. Never had a lot, this is all I need. People never care till it's RIP. Niggas turn their back on me for no good reason. Loyalty is priceless and it's all I need. Can't burn a bridge just to light my way. Lot of 42 on the flights I'm taking. Pouring out my soul and it might sound crazy. Lot of falling outs help me build foundation. Never had a lot, this is all I need. People never care till it's RIP. Niggas turn their back on me for no good reason. Niggas wanted to kill me and y'all still with them. Nigga, y'all chill with them. And y'all wonder why we not friends. Best thing I could do is not build with you. When I could destroy you, that takes some fucking discipline. I could send a team to come drill you. I got a billion or two. And I know where the fuck you live. Niggas gotta chill with talking gangster. You should just thank us. Humble yourselves a little bit. This ain't the same Sean that you knew once. I don't shine shoes on. This ain't what you want. Down the monk, go back and forth on the internet. Nigga, we don't tennis that. Y'all gotta do something. Yeah. Only thing we expect now is violence. Anything besides this, we playing violence. Uh. I'm public enemy. Niggas want to kill me and y'all want me to be friendly. Niggas want sympathy after they want to end me. Be those closer to it, be the very ones to envy. Shout out to the family. I don't want no friends no more, not many understand me. Everybody wants something. You know the price of everything, but the value of nothing. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! That was Drake featuring Jay Z, Love All. And we're going to go ahead and get into it. So we've been blessed in music to have releases from the greats. J. Cole, Kanye, Drake. Now we're just waiting on Kendrick and Hove. So basically, let's get into it. I'm going to break down the direct relationship between Kanye West and Drake. So Kanye West and Drake have this weird relationship where, where your idols become rivals. Idols turn rivals. Drake comes from the school of Kanye. Kanye is, um, I would say he's one of the first generation of emo rappers. My category, this is all this is my uh, perception and my, uh, how I see it, my perception. So we have the Joe Budden, the DMX, and Kanye West. Those are the three that are notable that I know that are responsible for emo music emo music being an emotional putting their emotions in the music the new school that trickled off of those gentlemen would be the kid cuddies the wale's the drakes 
maybe the Big Sean's, they fall into that category. Drake is directly underneath Kanye West. He comes from the tier of the Kanye. If there was different clans of rappers, Drake comes from the Kanye clan, the original, the original clan of emo music. For those that are trying to make sense of what I'm saying is that Drake is basically the new uh, generation of Kanye. Different styles, obviously. Different topics, different styles, but the, you can tell that they're cut from the same class. Um, they have this relationship where they're friends and then they're not friends or they're rivals and idols. And Drake is, uh, has made massive statements saying, hey, Kanye is one of my biggest idols. I look up to Kanye. If it wasn't for Kanye West, uh, a lot of the things that I did wouldn't be possible. Also, there's a lot of other underlying things that attach them as well. Pusha T being attached to good music, Kanye West's imprint, and Drake being under the cash money, young money imprint. Insert Pusha T, Lil Wayne, Birdman. Those individuals there have their own beef. So it's like the generation of beef is, is dwindling. It's like it's trickled down. So we already had Birdman, Lil Wayne versus Pusha T. They have, a, they have their own beef. This was when Pusha T was with the Neptunes. Over their situation is over, is really mainly focused at Lil Wayne, but also Birdman because of record disputes and, and uh, money not being um, driven their way. Whatever happened to that boy, the track with the clips in uh, Lil Wayne and Birdman, there was an issue underlying tension and beef there. That then trickled down into Kanye West having Pusha T on his label, being one of the president, he's being the president of the label of good music, uh, Pusha T. And then we have this Drake beef with Kanye, where Kanye feels that there's a couple of underlying things. The main elephant in the room that a lot of people are alluding to, and I'm, I'm not one to speak on people's relationships, but I think Kanye has a problem with Drake because he has some unhealthy feeling that Drake might have had some relations with women that he's frequented. So Amber Rose was one of the first females that Kanye West was when he was um, very popular. This was around 808. No, this was this was graduation. 808s and Heartbreak was after he broke up with Amber Rose because that's what the album was mainly about. Going into my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. So there's a beef there starting with Amber Rose. I don't know the uh, inner workings or details of that, but there's some tension lying between that. Fast forward, you move into now Kim Kardashian, Wes, and Kanye. Them all being in Calabasas, there's this underlying subtle jab that Drake throws or maybe alludes to like, hey, I've, you know, you know, I might have messed around with your wife. That's what that's how it comes off to Kanye. That's the way Kanye's coming off of. Cause I'm looking at it, it has to be something beyond music. I mean, it's it seems like it's a rivalry rooted in music, but it appears to be deeper. Could there be some something that's going on? Possibly. We will never know because it's stuff that we're not privy to and will stay dormant. It appears that Drake has Kanye's number. Drake has been on top since 2009. 
Kanye has had flash in the pan, flash in the pan. He's had his moments leading up into the career, into in his career up to now. But it's clear and it's uh, it's apparent, it's evident that Kanye's no longer the guy. And I think Kanye has a, uh, you know, everybody knows Kanye has an ego. And I think Kanye has a a, a, a hard time and an issue accepting that he's no longer the guy in in hip hop and music. Drake is the new guy. Everybody's going to Drake for features. Everybody's running to Drake. Yeah, people will go to Kanye, but it's not the same. The energy's not the same. And I feel Kanye knows that, and he kind of harbors some resentment. This is a clear case of two things. This is like two brothers or two friends that have slap boxed, and it, and and eventually one person, instead of slapping, they balled up their fists and hit them, and now it's real. The other is that we have the situation of Idol become rival. Drake was under Kanye's umbrella. He got his style. He took certain things from Kanye. He looked up to him. He was a mentor. But now it seems that the student has now surpassed the master, and I think Kanye is having a hard time dealing with that. Kanye's thinking, well, I'm the biggest artist. I'm the bigger artist. And he has a problem letting it go. Kanye's massive. Big artist, but he's not bigger than Drake. And it's something that he needs to accept. And, you know, who are we to tell Kanye how to accept it? But it's like it's reality. At some point, you have to face the mirror, the man in the mirror, and look in the mirror and realize, hey, I'm not the same. I'm not college dropout Kanye. I'm not late registration Kanye. I'm not graduation. I'm not 808s. I'm not my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Everybody's run comes to an end. It's a new reign. It's a new run. And even um, if you look at it, it's kind of a curse because Eminem in one of his songs, Zeus, he said, um, and I think this is what we're seeing in hip hop. Eminem dealt with this. Kanye seems to be dealing with this. And now Drake will be eventually dealing with this. This is uh, lines from uh, Eminem's track, Zeus. I've had a great view to see the game through. And Drake, they're going to turn on you one day, too. And the more you win, the sooner they do. They'll be calling you a trash bin, saying saying that your new one isn't better than your last. And even if it is, once they start to turn their backs, they ain't never coming back in. They did it to Chance. Chance the Rapper. I remember when Chance the Rapper was hot as fish grease. You don't really hear anything about Chance the Rapper. Nobody's checking for Chance. This happens in sports and it happens in music. You will never be as high at the peak eventually you will fade out and i think that's what's happening with kanye and i think kanye is having a hard time adjusting to the fact that he's not the guy in music anymore there was a time and point where people were always coming to him for the features or people were coming to him for beats or people were coming to him for production people wanted to be around kanye and that's not the case anymore we have two gentlemen with two different classes of styles yet they come from the same school they both provide they're both two of the best but they just have different things they provide. You and and I know I'm here. I'm getting on Kanye, but I'm also going to shift it to Drake. There's a there's a segment, and I don't know if people are realizing it, but there's a there's a there's a little minute population. It might become bigger. That's of fans that are turning on Drake. People that are uh, getting tired of him. All oh, this album is trash. Oh, this is this this is garbage. It's just singing Luther Vandross all over the album. Y'all don't know what y'all want. Y'all tell Drake if Drake rap if Drake does an album where he raps, y'all gonna complain. 
If he makes a reggae album, y'all gonna complain. If he gives you a, t- uh, a drill album, y'all gonna complain. If he gives you an Afrobeats album, you're gonna complain. So what Drake did in this album, it seemed like he wanted to give everybody something that they could take from the album. And people still complained. And this is what I'm saying. We just live in this day. You're not gonna be able to please everybody. And you, the sooner you realize that, the better it'll be. A lot of these rappers are trying to please other people and, it, and it, sometimes it doesn't work and it becomes their detriment. And they pay big time. You cannot please the masses. It's impossible. There's always going to be an unhappy fan somewhere. The sooner you realize this, the better off you'll be. You cannot please everybody. Somebody's going to be unhappy about what it is that you're doing. You just can't please everybody. That's the way the world is. And I think both of these gentlemen have a hard time accepting uh, criticism. Kanye, as far as his beat selection and his styles, how he's switching styles. And then Drake, I think the biggest criticism that Drake has been dealing with is the the Casper the Ghost, the ghostwriting uh, situation, that he's, that he's too emotional, that he sings. But we really haven't been hearing that. All the things that we've been hearing is about Drake not writing his raps. And this is what I think people don't realize. I can speak to this as a former MC. Writing your raps matters. Validation. Everybody that says, oh, I don't want to be validated. I don't want to be validated. I don't need nobody to validate me. It's bullshit because if you don't need nobody to validate you, you would never mention it. Everybody wants to feel the love. Everybody wants to feel validated. You want to be stamped by your peers and the people among you. People who say that, they're capping. It's not real. You can tell that in Drake's verses and in in, in he's on a, he wants to prove, he wants the purest, the people that are of the sport, of the ilk, of the cloth, that come from this hip-hop era, Tribe Called Quest, Wu-Tang, The Locks, Dipset, the real original hip-hop, Big L, Tupac, Notorious B.I.G., Big Pun, Jadakiss, all of these legends, DMX, that come from this cloth, he wants to be stamped as one of the greats to ever do it. The issue that Drake runs into is that, well, you don't write your raps. You had help on a project. You sing too much. You don't rap enough. But then when he raps and starts getting on y'all ass, it's a problem. So Drake will uh, always find himself in a, in a lose-lose. And he even said it on one of the tracks. They're going to find a loophole. If they can't get you for the ghostwriting, they're going to bring up something else to tie it in there and then give this the loophole. Now, the situation between Kanye West and Drake... It's, it's a lot of things that are going and that are tied to it. But the Pusha T situation is what made it appear uh, more so. Drake got into it with Pusha T. There was a series of diss tracks. Drake released Duppy Freestyle. He responded to claims that he used a ghost writer saying that he had actually ghost written for Kanye. So this was the crazy thing that I that I be hearing that people say about Drake, right? Oh, Drake, Drake has ghostwriters. Okay, how can you ghost, how can you be a, how can you have ghostwriters when you're writing for other people? I'm going to repeat myself. How can you have ghostwriters when you're writing for other people? Also in the track, Kanye accuses of holding Virgil Abloh back. There's a lot of people that have been under Kanye's footprint and a lot of people want to be released and, you know, a lot of people aren't happy. So what ended up happening, this was 2018. Fast forward, Pusha T, Drake get into their beef. Um, 
Kanye, I didn't know that that Kanye was supposed to be on Drake's uh, Nice for What. Then, fast forward, Pusha T releases the story of Audi Don, which he revealed that Drake had a secret son. This was at the time where Drake didn't want, um, I guess he had a, he had a baby with a woman that was uh, promiscuous. So seeing that it's the, the son of his child, being that that his son's mom, he didn't want that information out there. And I could understand how that would look, being that Drake is supposed to, you know, it didn't go the way he wanted to go. Shit happens. So I guess he was embarrassed. He was going to reveal it, but I guess he had his own way of he was going to reveal it. But what happened was, Pusha T got went uh, got a hold of the information and basically put it out there. Drake is hiding his son, and I think that was what made him a, a quote unquote Pusha T gave him the win was because he released information that was shocking. People didn't know that Drake had a son, and basically that's where it went into that. Then Kanye denied that he ever told. See, Drake was basically saying I gave Kanye West information about what I was planning to do. And somehow that same information got relayed to Pusha T. So Drake was saying, well, there's certain details in the information that I have that I gave to Kanye that I know I didn't tell anybody else. So where else could he have gotten it from? And then Kanye went on. Um, Kanye, I guess, got with uh, he put, I remember him doing a video where he was saying that he doesn't know how Pusha T got hold of the information that he didn't do it. And then, of course, Drake responded in a rap radar interview. You guys could go watch it where he gives his piece and his perspective on exactly what happened. Saying like, hey, I know that for a fact with the information I gave, fast forward, Pusha T goes on the Joe Budden podcast and he relays everything. Saying that it was the information came from a woman that uh, Noah Forty should be uh, Drake's engineer and producer. The guy that makes all the beats, the man that's pretty much responsible for the sound of Drake was that he was messing with a girl and that girl, I guess, wasn't really tight knit with 40 and she released the information to push. That's how push got the information. Fast forward. Drake and Kanye constantly go back and forth. Drake sends a message, I guess, asking for clearance to request a safe for real. Uh, say, I mean, say what's real. Uh, that's off of Kanye West's 808s and Heartbreak. It's an original track. But that was on, uh, I think, one of uh, Drake's mixtapes. And in the message, he tells Drake that he needs an apology for mentioning the 350s and trying to take food out of your idol's kid's mouth. And I guess Kanye West got upset and sent purple demon emojis to Drake saying that he needs, he's dealing with mental things and he needs his apology. And it's just a slew of things that happened between Kanye and um, Drake. But the main takeaway that people should take away from this is that there, there will be situations in life where two individuals, and it just seems to happen more so today, I could give you some notable names. If you look at Jay-Z and Dame Dash, Kanye West, Jay-Z, Drake, Kanye. Um, you're just going to have some people that go through life where they just don't, they just don't uh, coincide. Suge Knight, P. Diddy, polar opposites. Maybe they were at one point, they were close. Notorious B.I.G., Tupac Shakur. You're going to have people that were, and a lot of that, and that's what I'm going to get get into. 
a lot of the enemies become the enemies are truly frenemies. That's where the where the term comes from. I don't really believe in enemies. The it's really frenemies because in order to hate you to ha- you you at some point had to have love for the person, and that's one of the things that I learned that um, love is being like one of the original bearing uh, feelings. Right, everything is rooted in love. So in order to hate somebody, you at one point had to love them. So hate is a is a derived from love. Because you can't hate something that you never loved, but you can love something that you hate, if that makes sense. So I think that's the situation that we're dealing with Kanye West and Drake. We have two guys that once loved each other, admired each other, respected each other. And now it's just all over the place. It's chaos. We got guys, we got egos everywhere. We got people involved. We got we got social media. We got the news media. We got people going back and forth. We got text messages. We got memes. We got a lot of things that's intervening in the process of sitting, these two gentlemen sitting down together and trying to work it out and make amends. The student surpassing the master and the master feeling that he's still the master, refusing to relinquish and own up to the fact that the student has now surpassed the master. Drake is the artist of the decade. Kanye West had his time. Kanye West is an amazing musician, artist. People are saying, oh, Kanye West's album is not like Drake's album. They're two different guys with two different styles. Do they provide two? Uh, they, they're, in the same, they're in the same lane. They're on the same road, but they're going different ways. One guy makes music for the, like, they both make stadium music and music for the world, but they just have two totally sonically different sounds. People got to stop trying to compare these brothers. Michael Jackson and Prince. It's kind of like the situation here. Michael Jackson and Prince. Instead of saying people over here picking sides, like I like Michael Jackson more. I like Prince more. I love Michael and I love Prince. I can't pick one over the other. Of course, there's going to be a situation where somebody might be like, well, if you had to pick one. But I'm personally saying, like, that's the problem that we do. We try to, we try to, pit, we try to pit our own people up against each other. You don't see that in country music. You don't see Kenny uh, Chesney and Tim McGraw and all these country, uh, Keith Urban, all these guys going up against each other, you know, pitting each other up against uh, each other, throwing each other in the into the wall, into the wall and all that. They don't do that. Only in our culture in hip hop where we throw each other to the wolves and we throw each other into the woods. That doesn't happen anywhere else except hip hop. So this feud, I hope that it comes to an end. I think it's just two guys that are both misunderstood, that are both going through things, that just have things going on in their lives. I think the people that are around them, they need to find a way to get the two gentlemen in the room to sit down and work out and talk out their differences. Will it happen? I don't know. Could it happen? I hope so. But at the end of the day, music, needs those two guys. Those guys are huge. You cannot write the history book of music without putting Drake and Kanye West in it. Both those gentlemen provided a lot to the culture. They've done a lot to the culture. Um listening to Donda, Donda was great. Um I didn't really be to be thoroughly honest. I haven't fully divulged and just sit down and listen to everything on Donda. I listened more to the Drake album. Huge Kanye fan. Um I did listen to a couple tracks off of there. He had the baby on there. And the thing that's crazy about both of these albums, they both featured the same people. 
Jay-Z's on both of these guys' albums. Jay-Z's on Drake's album. Jay-Z's on Kanye's album. Uh, Lil Baby is on Kanye's album. Lil Baby is on Drake's album. So we have similar guys. I think it's more of a rivalry. Uh, brothers that slap boxed and one brother got, instead of throwing a slap, he threw the fist and one of the dudes got mad. And I think that's the situation that we're running into. Slap boxing is all fun and games. It's all good until you get caught with a fist. And now it's now it's real. Now the play fighting is over, and we're seeing two brothers go at each other. Um, this is just my perspective and my take on the Kanye West and the Drake beef, and, and it's not really even beef. I would just say it's drama, misunderstanding between two men. But yeah, these are, these are just two guys with two different, completely unique styles that came up in two different eras and two different times. One is an avid, always always admits and always lets us know that he's an avid supporter and avid fan of. Kanye, Drake always mentions that when Drake first came in the game, the uh, best I ever had video was directed by Kanye West. Show me a good time off of Thank Me Later, produced by Kanye West. Kanye West has had imprints and things on Drake's career, on tracks, on music videos. He's given input. He's helped him along the way, as I'm, so I'm sure uh, Drake has done the same. Both of these guys are pivotal, and we need both of these gentlemen in hip-hop. Of course, right now we're going with the back-and-forth banter. But I think everything will hopefully work itself out. I think what happened is just we, we have two guys that come from two different tiers. So we have the Pusha T dealing with the Lil Wayne Birdman coming off of that situation. Both of these guys are under, they come from the opposite camp. So now we have Kanye, who has Pusha T on his label. Then we come, we have Drake. That comes from the Lil Wayne Birdman uh, imprint, Young Money, Cash Money. So it's like the beef is revisited. It's just it's just ironic that it's flipped. Whereas Pusha T is under under Kanye. Where it's uh, Drake, who was under Lil Wayne and Birdman, you could say that Drake has surpassed. Drake has already stamped himself. He's already in the pantheon of greats in hip hop. Where you want to place him, everyone has their own ranking of where they'll place Drake. As long as he's placed, he has to for he has to be in the top ten, if not top five. Accolades, ability. The only thing that's going to discredit him is the ghostwriting, uh, rumors, things of that nature. But I mean, we know that Drake writes because Drake was writing before he came in the game. Comeback season, room for improvement. So far gone. Thank me later. Take care. Nothing was the same. Views, all these albums that Drake has done. Uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Uh, Dark Lane Demo, like all of these projects he's written for. Has he had collaborations and help with people? Yeah. But what doesn't help is the reference track. And I get how people can hear the reference track and be like, oh, word for word, this dude just taking other, somebody else's rhymes and he's not even doing the work. But we have to understand that he had worked and collaborated with Quentin Miller. And that's what it was. People are acting like he wrote all of the music. And I know that Meek Mill had something to do with that as well. And I know that there's a there has to be some kind of uh, frustration that Drake maybe might not have, but deep down there might be some frustration because Meek Mill was the one that brought it all to light. And that's where the chink in Drake's armor comes in, and that's where his frustration comes, and that's where the respect comes from. At the end of the day, you can say what you want to say. Everybody wants to be validated and respected by their peers. 
Doesn't matter if you're working at Walmart. Doesn't matter if you work, whatever job that it is that you're working at, you want to feel respected and validated by the people that you're around, the people that work with you. If you're not validated and respected, then you can harbor some resentment and disdain for people. And I think that's what we're seeing with Drake. Drake just wants his respect. He's tired of people saying, oh, you had ghostwriters. Oh, your music, you're not even really writing your music, your raps. You got people helping you. And that's what we have came into. And I think that's really where the underlying of the beef comes from. Because we got two guys that's inserted in the beef. The stuff with Birdman and Lil Wayne is old. Really, it's like it's Drake taking on Kanye West and Pusha T. And anybody that's affiliated with good music. And we all know that like Drake isn't innocent in this either. Both of these guys are at response. Uh, held, we got to hold both of these guys accountable and both of them responsible. But if I was to say what's going on, I would definitely say that Drake played a role, but Kanye West has also played a huge role as well as far as egging this thing on and the reason why it is what it is. We have two of the best elite artists of all time fighting each other. The biggest artists in music feuding. Not even in the, not even really the two different complete classes and two styles, but they come from the same school. The best of the emo, emotional. We got Kanye and Drake. Both of these guys wear their hearts on their sleeves. But what I'm hoping is that these guys can come together, put their differences aside, and just move forward. And create, because I want a Kanye and Drake album, or I want a good Kanye West and Drake song. But sometimes it never happens. So that's my take on it. Giving you guys, I broke down the direct relationship between Kanye West and Drake. My my take on it, how I view it, my perspective. This is not law. This is just me expressing my opinions, how I feel. Hate it, like it, love it, whatever. I appreciate you guys. I love y'all. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and close this podcast out. If you could, again, take time, show love, support the platforms. I greatly appreciate it. Much more than you know. I'm going to go ahead and get the song, and we're going to go Kanye West, Real Friends. This is off of The Life of Pablo. Kobe! Kobe! Best cat's best, best cat secret. Dom DeMarco, DeMarco. Real friends, how many of us, how many of us, how many jealous, real friends, there's not many of us, we smile at each other, but how many honest, trust issues, switch up the number, I can't be bothered, I cannot blame you, for having an angle, ain't got no issues, I'm just doing my thing, hope you're doing your thing too, I'm a deadbeat cousin, I hate family reunions, fuck the church up by drinking at the communion, smelling free wine, now my tux is ruined, in town for a day, what the fuck we doing, who your real friends, we all came from the bottom, I'm always blaming you, but what's sad, you not the problem, damn I forgot to call them, shit I thought it was Thursday, why you wait a week to call my phone in the first place, when was the last time I remember the birthday, when was the last time I wasn't in a hurry uh. Tell me you want them tickets when it's game time Even to call your daughter on the FaceTime Even when we was young I used to make time Now we be way too busy just to make time Even for my real friends I guess I get what I deserved on a 
Word on the streets is they ain't heard from them. Uh, I guess I get what I deserve, don't I? Talk down on my name, throw dirt on them. I couldn't tell you how old your daughter was. Couldn't tell you how old your son is. I got my own junior on the way, dog. Plus, I already got one kid. Couldn't tell you much about the fam, dog. I just showed up for the games, dog. Maybe 15 minutes, took some pictures with your sister. Merry Christmas, then I'm finished. Then it's back to business. You wanna ask some questions about some real shit? Like I ain't got enough pressure to deal with. Please don't pressure me with that bill shit. Cause everybody got them that ain't children. Oh, you've been nothing but a friend to me. Niggas thinking I'm crazy, you defending me. It's funny, I ain't spoke to niggas in centuries. To be honest, dog, I ain't feeling your energy. Money turn your kin into an enemy. Niggas ain't real as they pretend to be. Looking for real friends. real friends. How many of us? How many of us are real friends? To real friends. To the real end. To the real To the wheels yeah. don't spin. Yeah, yeah. To 3 a.m. Calling. How many real friends? Just to ask you a question, just to see how you was feeling. How many? For the last, you was frontin'. I hate when a nigga text you like, what's up, fam? Hope you good. You say I'm good, I'm great. The next text, they ask you for something. How many? What's best for your family, immediate or extended? In the argument, the media extended. I had a cousin that stole my laptop that I was fucking bitches on. Pay that nigga 250000 just to get it from him. Real friends. Another one. Real friends. Stupid, I'm not gonna let you get the chance. I guess I get what I deserve, don't I? Word on the streets is they ain't heard from them. Uh, I guess I get what I deserve, don't I? Talk down on my name, though. Oh shit. oh, shit! I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. Let me tell you. Right, let me tell you <laughs> we don't care. Monster kill. Double kill. Round two. Fight. That was Kanye West featuring Ty Dolla Sign, Real Friends. And with that, it appears that we have reached the end of the podcast. I appreciate y'all much more than y'all know. We continue to grow and grow. If you guys could, again, support the platform, please. Like, comment, subscribe, share. Uh, show love on the Patreon. I got three tiers, $5 tier, $10 tier, $15 tier. And just support creators, support content. Um, remember, life is short, Gary Coleman. Look out for each other, love one another. If you love someone, tell them you love them. You can't force people to be who you want them to be. They will be who they want to be. And yeah, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. You guys stay safe out there. You know, the world is definitely not a, a, as safe as it used to be. And the world is not as nice as it used to be. So y'all be safe out there. Love y'all. Peace until next time. What you think? Stupid. I'm not going to let you get the chance. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you. Right, let me tell you. We don't care.